Then <laughs> 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 you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the eighties. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. Live in the booth. Not taped. Hey now. No, no, not hey now. Hey now is Larry Sanders. Yeah, it's uh, hey, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember when you used to have a catchphrase? It wasn't much. It was kind of just on that show. Like, that was my riff hosting style. Uh Uh-huh. I would, it's stumbling. Yeah, but you did it on the podcast, too. Or the, oh, or the yeah. radio show. Yeah, yeah. yeah was that in a radio show thing? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. We had to think of bits. Yeah. No one heard that. No. <laughs> yeah, and we failed to not swear, and we let a shit go through. Did, did oh, we? Did? Yeah, oh, yeah. I bet they didn't care. Well, no. they said something to me. Yeah, they care, because, like, they... I know Ed gets paranoid about making sure nothing fucks with the radio station. Yeah, it's FCC regulated. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. uh. That's the government. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm surprised they said anything, and I'm sure the FCC would let it slide. You know what I mean? For the FCC to um, to have gotten mad at us for saying shit. <laughs> they would be, have had to hurt it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be like the IRS auditing like a 12-year-old person in abject poverty. Like, you know? Is that the equivalent of what our show is? Yeah. <laughs> that's where we stand in the, the media economy. That's, well, that's somebody reasonable. somebody listened to it because they heard the shit. And we got, oh, they did? Yeah. Mm, oh, no, I thought... They oh. got a complaint. They got, well, I don't think they got a... I don't know if they, they got, got a compliment. Complaint. I assume one of them was looking for it. Like, they... they maybe. They listened to it to vet. Yeah, maybe. Well, probably after they mm-hmm. aired it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. We never turned those radio shows into a podcast. I thought we were supposed to put those up as episodes, and we never did that, right? We can put that on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> www.comedybutcher.com backslash. Let's call it Comedy Butcher Sluts. I don't know if I'm, I think I'm supposed to, I, I got an email from GoDaddy to renew Comedy Butcher. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, that you'd be crazy not to. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is going to pay <laughs> off. <laughs> I got three more of these <clears throat> bad boys before I move to the Far East to demonstrate body hair. <laughs> So is, have you been using that line before? No. Okay. <laughs> Explain yourself. He's got body hair and, uh, you know, Asian people don't have much. Is that true? I think that's the presumption he's yeah, making. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But, like, Asian, <laughs> like, my Asian friends, they don't have hair anywhere besides the top of their head. Yeah. I mean, they have some, but, like, they can't grow facial hair. Yeah, both of my roommates are Asian, and I'm pretty sure they're getting pretty fed up with walking on top of all of my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> they have pubes. Well? <laughs> all right, what do, you, what do you put it that they way? Got pubes, they got pubes like one of those, like, like pastoral babies with just one lock of curly hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> those are Asian pubes. <laughs> Do those babies exist? Because those, those, oh, just, car- those are just no, cartoon babies. No, <laughs> I knew I knew a guy who did that to his hair. Really? Yeah, he was like a punk guy. All right. Like he'd wear spikes and shit, but then he just had that haircut. I always thought like that's a kind. Of, that's a very like, I don't know. That's a very like modern with a capital M punk. Sure. You know what I mean? CM punk? No, 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 no. It's utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's what's utilitarian Moma. about that? 
Because t- it's just it's just one little piece. You don't you don't need all the fuss. You establish that you're a punk with just one little uh, aesthetic flourish. One little, one little tuft. Yeah, right. a little tuft. And so, have you ever seen those guys that glue mohawks up? <laughs> Not utilitarian. I used to uh, gel spikes up that were like a foot tall. Those are like rec- you did. Yeah, a foot. That's tall. Uh, they got to be a foot. What? It, it was stupid. I was. We were doing a. We did a high school movie. And it took like four months to film, so I never got a haircut. I'm like, which was stupid. I should have just gotten a fucking haircut because it would have made more sense anyway. But my hair just got super long, and I always spiked it, and it went from being like four inches to like close to a foot. Did you ever masturbate with that haircut? I mean, probably. Was Did it you, weird? Are you worrying about it shaking? Yeah. I feel like that'd be like a weird, I feel like your head's doing a fidget spinner. You know, I bet I'm overestimating with the foot. It was probably more like seven, eight inches, but still pretty tall. That's hefty, though, and you yeah. got to put glue in it. Uh, no, it was just a lot of, lot of gel. Oh. I had to gel it, and then I would blow dry it while holding it up wow so it hardened while it was before school yeah it took me 20 minutes every morning that's a long time Mm -hmm. did you have sex during the time did i have sex no (laughs) (laughs) maybe you did uh okay so i got uh blow jobs a lot when i was a sophomore oh hell yeah and i didn't have sex until (laughs) damn a sophomore i didn't have sex until i was in college ah my my freshman year me too but I never got blowjobs in high school. Yeah, I dated uh, a senior when I was a sophomore. Hell yeah. She was, she was a nerd, though, so it's not that impressive. Blowjob city. Yeah, blowjob town. <laughs> city. Yeah, there weren't that many people. You must have been real confident after those blowjobs. Uh, I don't think... Have you ever met me? I mean, come on. You just got a blowjob. I mean, I felt good. Yeah, right? They're very enjoyable. Like, you're driving home and you're just fucking... No, they were usually in my basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're walking upstairs, and you're just so like, like, on the sh- like shit. she was driving home. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's tight. And then you went and played magic in your bedroom. Uh, not in my bedroom. I'm not, you know, I went and played at the local game store. Oh, did you tell them about your blowjobs? <laughs> Wait, what? What is your hierarchy of places to play magic? Because I don't follow. They're all wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, I didn't, I didn't play my bedroom. <laughs> not a loser. I went to a I magic to a gathering store. store. <laughs> <laughs> no, those were those were times. What's the coolest place to play magic? Top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Probably, although you'd have, you'd have trouble with the wind. Ah, uh, what about um uh, the Round Table? Like King Arthur? Yeah, that'd be tight. That would be very cool. I'd like to play a one-on-one. It's like, what is your card? <laughs> Over oh, this table's meant for like thirteen people. Mm-hmm. What is that? A blue? <laughs> I'm a master. I'm a master. <laughs> I'm assuming these are all the correct terms for magic. A blue is right. I mean, those are all words in the English language. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get too into the jargon. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever play? Yeah. Okay. Did you? I mean? Yeah. Right. I didn't play like you, but sure. like I played at camp with my friends mm-hmm. when I was like 13. Yeah, that's how I started. Yeah. Uh, I I loved it though. Like amongst my mm-hmm. friends, like I think we're technically playing very casually but i was the most into it mm-hmm. and one time uh turner got kind of into it one time i visited Min- Min- minneapolis and we just used his decks kind of against each other and i thought it was really fun mm-hmm. it's a good game yeah it's really crazy now you can like make cards into a two by two grid to make like a big witch it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great podcast <laughs> We could be like a magic podcast. No. We talk about magic all the time. No. Oh, God. You, you shut your mouth. Oh, once in a I, oh, I don't like that very much at all. We could be a magic food podcast. No, I prefer food. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, Will? 
I've been good. Sweet. Doing the things. <clears throat> yeah. What? 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 What right? is that? Right? No! Wrong! It's the worst. What? The phrase you just used? No, the things that you have to do. Oh, what thing? Like, <laughs> you know, the... Max was upset about the phrase you used. Oh, doing the things? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, be specific. Doing the things, you know, just on the interwebs, and uh, <laughs> I got to a Tumblr, and I was like, cool beans, but, uh... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. Who's that guy? Cool beans is kind of cool. I kind of want to bring cool beans back. It's like... 90s. The other thing I want to start doing is whenever someone says anything remotely disagreeable, I want to be like, do you know who my father is? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Yeah, it'd be tight. I haven't remembered to do it yet, but... <laughs> you will. Like, imagine someone's, like, really yelling you. Save it for you. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know who you are. <laughs> why? Why is that part of your chest hairy? All of it? You have shoulder hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tight. You got to shave it back off your neck? <clears throat> I don't. I Whenever I get to the barber, they shave my neck. Yeah. And then it grows. That's what happens with me. Do you ever shave another man's neck? <laughs> no. What, what kind of question is that? Have uh, you? You were like borderline trying to be like, you ever shave another man's neck? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> I that, that no, could be our I last episode. <laughs> that, I do like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you would be like, okay, now for the last episode, we're going to be shaving a man's neck. And then we just like sit Quentin near a mic and just have me like, we'd basically an ASMR. Mm-hmm. No talking. He doesn't have neck hair. He seems like he might. Nah. He's not the best person to do yeah. it. Best person would be Andy Boyle, of course. Have you seen Andy Boyle in the last several years? Nobody seems hairy. Oh, yeah. Let's shave him. <laughs> okay, try, we could try to reform him. From you know, he's you know noted rapist. Maybe what would help with his proclivities is to be smooth. It probably would help. I am. Um, I guess he would have less friction for grabbing people. <laughs> think about like a like a uh, lathered up pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah he'd go like, oh, I'm uh, gonna get you. I'm gonna fuck you against your will, and then they'd slide right out. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> damn you, shaving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's not funny. Did you just... (laughs) (laughs) Did you just come back in town, Max? I did, yeah. I've been in New York. New York City. Oh, snap. First time? No. Oh. No, I've been there a number of times. This is the first time I've went without my parents. Oh, okay. And that made and it in that way it felt like it was my first time because I always felt like because I feel well. Joe and I were talking about this on the way here, but like New York is just like. A profoundly like not like you're in danger of like like physical danger, but like you're, you're at risk in when you're in New York. Like if, especially if you live there, like it's incredibly difficult to stay alive. Like food's expensive, lodging is expensive, everything takes longer, jobs are more competitive. Like it's a really hard place to be a human being, relative to most places in America. I think you're probably right about that. And um, I forget what my initial point was. You went there by yourself without your parents. Oh yeah, and I felt like I didn't get to feel that like like that just just this like pervasive vibe of um, fear, like danger and yeah. fear. But I also found it really appealing. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. I've never heard anyone describe it like that, and it's pretty apt because everyone's everyone's always like, "Oh, there's a buzz," you know. It's it's like different because there's like a different vibe. <clears throat> but I think you're right. It's fear. Yeah, like I, I told Joe in the car, like. In growing up, I always thought that everyone in New York was 
angry and that they would like snap at me at any time. Yeah. And then the sense I got this time was that everyone, just part of them, always has this passive expression of fear. Love just like like this is tough. Like people go there with the highest aspirations and then are and and maybe they'll they'll achieve those. Maybe they'll get somewhere near, maybe not. Who knows? But they're they are guaranteed to be saddled with some of the most difficult living conditions in the United States of America. It's just very hard to exist there. It's very uncomfortable. It's it's very like not rewarding. It's not warm. It's isolating and it's uh it's expensive. It's like but it's like fucking romantic, and it's just a beautiful city. It's incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Every part of it is beautiful, even the parts that like aren't beautiful are like I like the way that's shitty. But also, I think that that fades away. Once, I'm sure I once it, you've been there. For the, sure, just the 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 non beautiful parts being beautiful. It's like just the way in Chicago, you kind of you 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 roll past it, and it's just like you've been there, done that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying with Terrence, and he now lives with this comic that Joe knows, Kevin Lopkovich. And Lopkovich was like... um, You know him, too. I know him, too. But I was just... Whatever. Trying Um, to include me, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) He was like... um, He told me he's... I was asking whether he liked it there. And, like, everyone also has this vibe in New York of, like, kind of proselytizing to you the values of being New York. And they're really trying to... It felt like they were trying to sell it to themselves. Yeah, right. Um, Totally. Uh, but Lobkovich was like, he's like, it's amazing here. You see amazing stuff. And like, if you go out, like I went out the other night and I had like a great night and I came home and I'm like, I managed to have a great night in New York city. I'm the coolest guy ever. And he was like kind of joking, but I think there was truth. What he was saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just like, just the idea of having a pleasant evening is like, I did this in New York city. Who even thought that was possible? Is that, I don't get it. Is that sarcasm? Because it, it seems very easy to have a good time. He's saying it's ha- it's half joking, half sincere. Of like, yeah, it's stupid. I'm laughing at myself that I felt that way, but also kind of felt that way. Yeah, yeah, but you shouldn't feel that way because it's very easy to have a good time in New York because there's so much to do. I mean, granted, yes, it is expensive, but there's like there's so much to do that there's a lot of free stuff as well. You know what I mean? Like you can just go to Central Park and have a fucking amazing day. For free. You can walk around Central Park. I mean, I don't know. I, I you're right. Yeah. But I see. I also see what he was saying. Where it's like, I it feels so hard to feel good in New York, but also so covetable that when one does, uh, it I can imagine that feeling like, oh man, I'm like a New York guy. Yeah. Right. You know, all the movies and songs and shit. It all. It also you feel that when you're there. Like, oh yeah. You feel For this sure. like this like wistful like dangerous look into the unknown when you're there and like it's just it's beautiful and old it's like the one of the oldest it's the oldest american metropolis what's the appeal of it if you're not like trying to prove yourself just the atmosphere of fear because but it sounds like that fear is like all right we're all taking on this burden of trying to prove to ourselves or someone in your own life or whatever that like you can make it in new york and that's the vibe I, I everyone's trying to do that. And, like, I see the appeal of it. But if you're not interested in that, what is the appeal of it? It's just – I mean, it, it – I hear what you're saying. Like, it is definitely – it's definitely less. Um, But I think just to be in the atmosphere of everyone jumping each other over each other's backs to do things, 
you are sort of the benefactor of those things. And that that atmosphere that they create, you're still within. Mm-hmm. Of and it's not it's not like a happy thing, but it is like a beautiful thing. All right. Of just everyone's trying so hard, and because of that, the restaurants are fucking incredible. I would assume those are the best restaurants in the city in the in the country. I I have to imagine that. <clears throat> I mean, you it wouldn't be far fetched to say that New York is the best city for food in the world. It's probably it's quite possible. I mean, you'd have to adjust for like I'm Would sure. Would you say like Paris? Well, or like Lyon or Tokyo, um, like those might technically have better. Um, you're more likely to get a great meal for the price relative to the economics of that area than you are in New York. But neither of those can even come close to comparing to the diversity. Um, like I had, I had a Michelin starred Thai meal in New York, and it was fucking incredible. And it's just it's they, it's not even fancy food. They just do northern Thai food, but it's just so good they give it a Michelin star. Like who, where else can you sure. get that? You probably can't even get that in Thailand, and they have a Michelin guide. Like <laughs> it's crazy that they're just doing country food so well that they give them. It just blows my mind, and it's cheap. It's just nuts. So when you move there, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to move there. No. Okay. You were talking about moving there, like on the way down here. I was like, I, I have it in my head. It was like part of me wants it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. And also, like, I'm with Shira, and she doesn't want to go there. Yeah, well, you'll break up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both tempted and not at all tempted. Like, especially, like, past me would have been like, I get that. You want to prove you can do it somewhere. Like, if you can make it in New York, that whole fucking cliche. Like, there, there's a real appeal to that. But I also, like, that is so psychologically detrimental. See, yeah, I, that wasn't even about, like, to me, I didn't think at all about making it. I was just like, I crave this energy. Like, this is awesome. Because you get to benefit from everyone else's suffering because they create good works in the process? Uh, most of them don't. But, I mean, that's that, that's certainly not how I view it. I just like being in that, like, everyone's kind of, like, <laughs> guarded. Like, people are, like, they have, like, sharp eyes. And, like, there's a lot of great stuff around all the misery. Did you uh, experience any of like Disneyification of No, New I didn't York? go to those places. I was basically the entire time I was there, I was in like Bushwick and Harlem. Mm, okay. And Chinatown. And like that shit's like <clears throat> I mean, all of those places are expensive, but as far as New York goes, they're some of the most like run down areas of it. Mm-hmm. You beer me well? What did uh Terrence have to say about it? He liked it. Uh, it seemed like he was having a much better time than when I talked to him last. So he's getting into the rhythm of it. He told me that he doesn't really, he wouldn't want to be back. Uh, can I get one of those ones on the right? Yeah. Yeah. Max is ordering beer from Will. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's like getting booked now and he's getting some good shows and. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and he has, he has a really good job. So he makes like a lot of money. What does he do? He's a waiter, but he's got a, a good one. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah. Did you see him go up? No, I did, didn't go to. Did you go to any show. shows? No, I was trying to go to an improv show, but it didn't work out. Why improv? Um, I just wanted to see good improv. There's good improv here. Well, one time I asked my buddy who I started stand up with, who wasn't who transitioned into improv. Terrence and I wanted to go see a good improv show, and we're like, "Listen, we have a totally open mind. We just really want to see improv be good." Where's a 
like can you just recommend a show for us to go to like we'll pay like 20 bucks we don't care um just recommend us the best one we can see tonight and he recommended this one like it was like a grouping of herald teams at io Mm -hmm. and we went and we thought it was fucking terrible and like i don't have that stand up like i hate improv thing i've seen i saw an ask cat i thought it was one of the funniest things i ever saw i've seen good improv yeah i can i i think improv can be great this this show that was recommended to me by an improv guy as being funny i just watched these three teams all do pretty not like they didn't bomb but they did pretty bad um in, in chicago right? in chicago at io in front of an audience of like 50 um and each of them got 20 minutes and all i could think was like for a stand-up to perform in front of 50 comics for 20 minutes, they have to be, like, they have to know how to do stand-up, mm-hmm. at very least. Um, like, they, a stand-up would not do that bad for that amount of time, and the stand-up probably would get paid less. Yeah, I don't know what the IO teams make. And it was, like, and that made me really, I just... And Shira told me that Shira's like was into improv in New York, and she's like the improv here is just not as good as in New York, like by a long shot. Okay, I buy it. Um, so for that reason, I was like, I'm curious to see good improv, especially like stuff I've never heard of. I don't know, but it wasn't like top of the priority. Did Did you miss? Did it feel weird being there and not doing anything comedy related? No, I didn't want to do anything comedy related, and you didn't want to like hang out at any shows. No. That sounded dreadful. All right. Yeah. You would definitely do comedy stuff if you went. Uh, I mean, I would at least be hanging out with guys like Tim and Jeff and, like, whoever else was around. And if that's what they were doing, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't that uh, close with those guys. But, I I mean, like, Terrence, I'm sure, had shows. He had had one show and I was there and, like, I had a dinner that night. All right. Actually, he came to the dinner, then he had to leave to go to his show. Did you hang out with Noah? Yeah. How's he doing? He's good. He's dating Rima. I don't know. She's a newer comic. Okay. Uh, he's doing fine. Put on a little weight. Nice. Funny. Is he, like, going up a lot? He, I guess he's doing lots of mics, but he's not getting booked at all. Lobko's <laughs> doing, like, his first couple shows. Terrence is doing pretty good, it seems. They moved out together, them and Lobko, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, I think it's because Terrence and Lobko are both uh, Lincoln Lodge. Um, yeah, Lodge, yeah. Sweet. I don't know. Well, that's cool, man. That's a. I mean, are you, you're glad you went. Oh, I'm. Su- it was a. Yeah, it was an awesome trip. Oh yeah, didn't you book that one restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Eleven Madison that. Park. What's that place? Eleven Madison Park. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I had already made up my mind to talk before you said anything. Yeah, people do that in conversation with me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what it's like to be a woman in 2019. <laughs> So it's just you okay. just told him to go get you a beer. Will knows what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not disputing that. Come on, look at him. Uh, uh, yeah, I went. It was crazy. Crazy good. It was crazy good. It was. It's. It's way different than the really nice places in Chicago. Um, like Alinea Schwa are like. We we're also talking about this in the car. Alinea Schwa are like maximalist places. Like, they're doing a lot of different things. It's fucking crazy. I don't know what's going on. 11 Madison Park is like, you know what's going on. It's really, really simple. It's like, they'll do, like, a halibut with mushrooms on it and a mushroom sauce. 
and it'll it'll be so simple that you're like i don't know that you can make this good enough like i don't know if you can get by with that lack of complexity or like intrigue sort of Mm -hmm. just doing super familiar or even just like like elementary combinations but then it's fucking amazing yeah it's like the uh, minimalism and and doing it right yeah yeah it was it's definitely embodied the principles of minimalism yeah Uh, and that you you can make the argument that the things that were really really great there um it the purity of them and like the focus heightened it so they were they were you there it yeah it, like minimalism as a concept they're really using that um they were like sort of like wielding it very uh effectively tight what's your favorite food joe shut up <laughs> what is that <laughs> um tight you know what I wasn't that crazy about there was the duck, which is like their signature thing. At uh, Love and Medicine Park? Yeah. How'd they do it? Um, they they have this like uh, two-week drying period, and then they brine it, I guess, and then they roast a duck breast and they crust it in this like mixture of like – it's actually had Szechuan peppercorns in it, mm-hmm. and then there was a fermented cabbage next to it. And like it was really good, but it just like – to me it was like, yeah, this is just – a good really, duck. This is a really good duck, and the cabbage is really good. The sides that came with it were I liked way better. All right. The sides were the, this butternut squash with brown buttered cream, mm. and then just leeks with breadcrumbs, and those were like, this is insane. <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, I would love to be able to eat at a place like that all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it would be. I wouldn't recommend it to you. Like, not that I don't think you would really like it, mm-hmm. but I would recommend a different place. All right. Just well, based on what I've uh, observed you liking in Chicago. Well, I may or may not go to New York to visit, but I've made no plans. You should go. Yeah. Becky's tried to get me to go several times. Dude. You should definitely go. Go. If you can go to New Orleans, you can go to New York. What does that mean? That means uh, you can travel. Yeah, I'm aware I'm capable of doing it. Well, why wouldn't you go then? Joe, it would be so fascinating for you to see New York for the first time. Yeah, I kind of want, like, I feel like I should do that in my life at some point. Of course. Just just fucking go next month. Are you kidding me? Just go. Agreed. Especially since you have no other obligations. Yeah, what, are you having a good time right now? I mean, at this moment, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing well? Uh, it's up and down. It's I've been a little bummed the last couple of weeks, but not that bad. Why? Uh, just because I'm like, I thought I was like getting my life started. It's like, yeah, it doesn't feel that way anymore at all. Why not? Because uh, I'm back to doing nothing. What were you doing at the time you thought you were getting this uh, Just like, all right, I'm making sure my life's in order. Uh, I'm keeping the apartment clean. I'm getting up and doing something every day. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm back to just fucking watching Twitch and like, I got to stop that. And like looking for things to watch online. You ever do that? We're just like I'm. I've ran out of this show. I guess I'll find something else to watch, yep. even though I don't really enjoy it. Like I'm in the middle of watching Deadwood again. I'm like I don't even fucking care. <laughs> yeah, dude, shows are shows are. Don't you know? Yeah, I agree. Like I, uh, Becky just binged all of Game of Thrones again to because of the new season. Sure. And I saw like half an episode here and there. I'm like, God, this show's trash. For real, I enjoy it. Like TV is just fucking tr- like it's. I, I enjoy it, but it's like it, this is so fucking formulaic and stupid. Like it's the same fucking thing in every show, especially every HBO show. Like it's just follow the formula. And once you've seen one, you kind of seen them all. 
And not that I think they suck, but like it's so the same. It's just put it in a blender and that's all you're doing. I agree. So, I mean, whatever. I'm but not... we are in like, quote unquote, a golden age of television. Oh, yeah. Like the prestige shows are abound compared to previous eras. Yeah, there's just so many. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it, uh, what's frustrating I was, it was my sister's birthday yesterday. So we had brunch and then back to her place, and it's like quasi-dinner party with her friends. And, like, all anyone's talking about is fucking shows that they're watching. And I'm like, I'm no better. Like, I, I watch shit, too. But, like, come on. Can't, is it possible to have a conversation about something that doesn't relate to this made-up thing that some fucking idiot wrote that you're just regurgitating? And the, the pr- person who wrote it is probably not very talented anyway. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. It, maybe it's because I have much better understanding of... Uh, how things are made now than I did before. What do you mean? Well, because like I know guys like Stephen King, and I know oh. like it's like like I don't feel detached from him the way I did. Like who writes that show? Like I can imagine. I know who writes that show. It's just some fucking dude like this. Everyone's got to be a guy. Yeah, sure. Wait, do you know what I mean? I missed it. What do you know, Stephen King? Different, not the not the, the, not the, the author. There's <laughs> a guy. He, he changed his name to Stephen Castillo. He's a stand-up. He He's writes for SNL. Butcher. Yeah, he writes for SNL. Actually, it might, he probably did comedy which before you were. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, did, was, it, he, he did, did it the first early. time I ever performed. He did it like the third before. or fourth show. Yeah. And now what is he doing? He writes for SNL. Wow. Yeah. He's doing great. <clears throat> Very cool. So it's like I know those guys. Like Tom Takar just recorded his Comedy Central half hour. And so like the, the allure of like the distance between me and like a guy who writes for a show or creates like a show. Like I could fucking do that. Or I'm close enough to being in one of those guys. Like, I have the ability because I know those guys and I'm comparable. Not that I'm as good as them. Like, it's ballpark. We're close enough. I'm serious. <laughs> That's silly. Is it? Yeah. Wait, wait. I could do that. It's like, oh, I'm so, I, oh, I'm so close to that. You know, it, it, he doesn't mean close to it in terms of career trajectory. Yeah. He he means in terms of, like, raw skill. skill. Yeah, I understand that. Well, I don't know. Well, just because based I, on what you just said, Will, like, if Noodleman and Stephen King went up on a show, I would bet $2,000 that Noodleman would do better. Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, but there's another part of it, and it's it's the try part of it. It's like the oh, skill and then the try. Yeah, I know. I, I, I Both I, of them equally important <clears throat> for success. Yes, I'm not saying, like, oh, I was this close to, like, having a big career, be- but then I just stopped. It, no, I understand my limitations of not being a success. There's also there's also reasons so outside of the framework you just created for why Stephen King is where he is. Like, the thing about Stephen King is he was super unique. Not that Joe isn't unique, but, like, there was no one doing what Stephen King was doing in terms of stand-up. Mm-hmm. It was good. It wasn't the best. And sometimes it wouldn't do that great. Like, I remember Stephen King followed me on this show the first time. It was the first time I ever did Comedy Butcher. And, like, I was, like, I'm a good comic now. I was worse then. But I did much better than him. Like, and he, you know what I mean? Like, and it's and, and, and in a different setting, he would have done better than me. But, like... He's just a guy. Like, yeah, but the thing is, like, he's doing it for sure, and he worked his ass off to get where he is. I, yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about Stephen King. <laughs> he's a great guy, and he's a good comic. <laughs> what he has that I lack is like he worked really fucking hard, and he never stopped working hard. And he was iconoclast. Sure, like he was doing something truly unique. No one saw something like Stephen King. He made lots of sketches and shit. Mm-hmm. He that never, was, he never stopped working on. Yeah, stuff. yeah. For yeah, sure. but 
then but then what you're doing is you're kind of like undercutting his successes by realizing how you guys were at one point equal or you know on the on the same in the same scene successes like I th- he he earned what he has no 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 across the board not just stephen king like it's just like oh these shows are so stupid it's like these it it doesn't mean very much because you understand how they're made or what you said you know what i mean, I mean More he, my understanding is that joe understands that the people the people making it are not in some like separate class of unbelievable yeah. talents that it seems like they are until you get to know and it's like oh it's just another guy yeah. yeah of course that doesn't mean he didn't work hard but it does mean that like his his level of like thinking is like on par with any other person there's no mystery or mysticism to it the way there used to be okay like you, well that makes sense like you watch a show i don't care what it is when you're especially when you're a kid you're like where did this come from but you, be, you get old enough, and especially if you cross paths with anybody who works in that line, in that career, you're like, there's just a person. Yeah, but even if you don't do that, you can still have that revelation. Sure, although I feel a different connection when it's like I'm like, like at least at one point in the recent past, I was peers with this person. Yes. Yeah. Like you've become an adult. I'm with Joe. <laughs> well, I'm with Joe in that TV shows are dumb. Okay. Yes, I agree with that for sure. He's just saying it takes some of the mystique off now that he knows that from firsthand he can tell that the people making the shows are just people the same way he is. I agree with that, too. That's what he was saying. Sort of. But, like, yeah. No. What did you think I was saying that's different? I just think that when when you minimalize somebody's accomplishments... Like that, it's it's a little cynical, and how it's a little. Min- how am I minimalizing? Well, you're just now? saying it's like, oh, I was his peer, you know, and then uh, I know how it's done, or I, you know, I know how untalented this person is. I didn't say he was untalented. Well, or I know I know how how little or how 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 talented they are, you know, like that was the the qualification because you were peers, mm-hmm. and so you understand that person's talent level. Huh. And so then you you kind of know how shitty the shows are because these these like no talent. Well, I kind of hacks. feel like you're having one of your things right now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Aneurysms. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with that. You got that sure. reachy tone of voice. It's definitely uh off the rails at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get Chinese food. Which one? There's actually a place in Bridgeport. What is it? Handmade Taste or something? Handmade Home Style Taste. Handma- handma- Isn't that a good movie? I don't know. I, don't I saw this crazy movie. It. Listen to this. It's called Two Dust, and it's about a Hasidic cantor. And he, his wife dies. He's middle-aged. His wife dies. He's very Hasidic. And he interprets the Torah such that his wife will be in torment until her body totally decays. Right, so he's like, I got to figure how how long it takes for a body to decay, and but no one in the in the Hasidim will tell him because they don't really know and they only talk in the Torah. So he's like, even though it's a sin, I have to consult with scientists. But th- and the first scientist he finds is this community college professor played by Matthew Broderick, which is really a return to form for Matthew Broderick. He's very funny in this. He's great, just being like this incompetent uh, science professor who. 
it's so weird. But he, and basically, the, a lot of the movie is about them just trying to rot a pig. And it's so funny. It's dark and it's disturbing and it's just so funny. I loved it. I thought it should have got Best Picture. It was my favorite movie this year. I saw the music box. So that was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Is it a new movie? Yeah. Like, did it come out last year or this year? This year. Okay. I saw it at Music Box like a week and a half ago. Okay. But you just said I thought it should have won Best Picture. I understand. <laughs> okay. I think because it was near the time of the Oscars, oh, yeah, I understand. I thought it got snubbed. Why didn't they nominate the movie I just saw today? <laughs> it felt like, it felt like they got snubbed. I got you. <laughs> uh, next year, mm-hmm. next it, year don't get it should. Snubbed. Well, actually, I assume Avengers <laughs> Final Showdown will win for uh, Best Picture. Yeah. Are Marvel movies getting nominated for Best Picture? Black Panther did this year. Okay. Which I thought was silly because I was not... I mean, I like Black Panther. It was not even close to the best Black... Um, <laughs> the best Black movie. <laughs> the best um, uh, Marvel movie. movie this year. Which was... Ant-Man vs. the Wasp. Shut the fuck up. It was Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. Oh. Of course it was Avengers Infinity War. It's the best movie of all time. <laughs> the only movie better than Avengers Infinity War is Avengers The Final Act, which hasn't come out yet. Is it called the final? Is that act? could be the last one. I thought it was end Probably of not. war or something like that. End times. End, I don't know. Uh, Whatever it was, it's a great title. It's going to be the best movie of all time mm-hmm. <laughs> until the next one. No. Okay. Before Avengers: Infinity War, you could have said any movie. You could have said it was Civil War. You could have said it was Thor: Ragnarok. You could have said it was Spider-Man: Homecoming. You could have said it was Bicycle Thieves. Thar- All these. You are couldn't have said that. Options. You couldn't have said that. I'm talking best Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers: Infinity War came out, changed everything. Mm-hmm. Then it was. And then everyone was like, "No, that's the best one." All right. It was pretty good. Yes, it was. The I best didn't... movie of all time often is. <laughs> the bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. For now. I know. That's the bullshit thing about it. It's like, they should have just ended it there. Ah, it had been perfect. It'd no. Be great. Yeah. No. Totally. Iron Man. Is he doing uh, <laughs> more after that then? Did he, like, announce Well, we don't know, not? but I, I, my, I, I mean, fuck, I don't want to do predict. I predict that Iron Man will die. In this next film. Yeah, and then, like, real die. And did, did Captain America die in this last one? In Infinity War? No. Winter no. Soldier died. I don't know who Spider Man uh, died. Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone who died, it's presumed that they're going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But, some sort of time thing. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange, he can do time. Yeah, but he's gone, right? He no, he's still is? Alive. No, he's dead. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, but he said, he at, during that movie, he was like, there's one of two ways. There's one way. Yeah. And then he goes, this is the only way. Yeah, so. Yeah, really poignant stuff. So stupid. Uh, Casablanca. Um, His movie, Doctor Strange, is awful. No. Oh my no. God. No. The beginning, it's very good. Where he like he drives a very fast car. Yeah. And then he gets so- mad at everybody for something he did to himself. Oh yeah! Wow! I hate when movies have drama. <laughs> he's but he's mad at his girlfriend because he crashed his car and fucked up his hands. She was being a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a great movie. He he goes to the Far East. Come on. Is that why you're going? I didn't get that far. Yeah, I'm trying to learn magic. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you didn't get that far? I turned it off because it was so stupid. You didn't watch the movie! (laughs) Exactly. It's very fun. Are you going to try to learn martial arts while you're there? Of course. Are you going to go up to everyone? Can you teach me? (laughs) 
I'll find my not everyone. Mm-hmm. Your sensei. Find my sensei. I'll settle. Yeah, I would like. To, I'm getting a suit tailored. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, in Vietnam, that you can get a suit made from scratch to your. Are you gonna do it? Oh, yeah. yeah, for like forty bucks. That's pretty great. Are they like good suits? I don't know. <laughs> Probably for, for forty bucks, they better. I mean, be. I bet they look Vietnamese. You know, like I don't think I'll be able to. I mean, I'll be able to do whatever I want with it, but like, it's not going to look like you're some sleek yeah. Wall Street guy. It's going to look like whatever the. Yeah, I don't Vietnamese think any Wall Street dudes wear. like. I get all my suits in Vietnam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but everyone made from scratch. It's like I can be like, oh, do this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. As I said. Mm. I hope that's how you talk to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to get pregnant, Joe? I don't know. Whenever it works, if it works. Oh, yeah. Did you go to the sperm bank? Uh, no, I have probably sperm another. bank? No, the fertility clinic. Oh. Urologist? Wait, I got a just great say, urologist. Are you just saying words now? Well, I'm figuring out what no, position it, was, it is. No, there's a fertility clinic that Becky went to, and I guess she paid uh, so that... Uh, I'm covered to go within the next 90 days from that point, so like 70 days or whatever it is now. And I don't remember what kind of facility it is. I don't even know why I would go at this point. Because I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. Yeah, right? Like, because it's the same thing with her. It's like, unless they tell us this is dangerous, which is going to be entirely in her end, like, we're not going to do anything crazy to try to... Like, we're not going to take a bunch of drugs to try to make this work. Yeah, right. Either it works or it doesn't, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what if... I might go because it's been paid for, but like I don't even want to. And it's like, what am I going to do with that? What if they can nitro splooge your cum? <clears throat> don't get technical. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode now? <laughs> nitro splooge your cum is a poem. <laughs> okay. That's some Emily Dickinson shit. So we'll see. Uh, we we had sex on the right days for the a couple of the right days. So Joe, we'll see in a couple. All of the days, Joe. All of them. Mm-hmm. Joe's telling me that sex just is lame now. <laughs> oh no, like, we should have sex. Well, I so I went and played uh, magic on Tuesday and we, with some friends, and then uh, we went over to Kuma's afterwards. Uh, and I know Max shaking his head. That doesn't get anybody in the mood. And then I get home and she's no, it like, and no. She, I get home and Becky's like all trying to be sultry, and I'm like, what? What is happening? Uh, because, like, I was told, or at least I was under the impression that the sex days were supposed to be over the weekends. We had sex both days over the oh weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, what? I just I just had kumas. Like, I'm not interested <laughs> in doing it. Like, all right, but this is, like, the day. The, this is the day we're supposed to have sex. So it's like, all right, guess, all right, guess we're doing it. Uh, and then it, it was sex. Uh, I came. Nice. And it, yeah, that's that's all that, yeah. You were, the, get it up? you were the Kuma cum laude. You good one. You should never retire from comedy. Yes, <laughs> you win. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that Kuma Kuma cum laude. Yeah, you said it. What do you say it again? It, it's kind of like a callback. Kuma burger, cum. If anyone didn't understand the joke, please text laude. the Kelly Butcher hotline to ask for clarification. Good job, Max. <laughs> you know, no, but I, I I do think that sometimes when people are struggling to get pregnant, all the thought process and the try-hardness makes it worse. You know what I mean? Just like you said, it's like, oh, <clears throat> we can have sex again? Fuck. And then you don't get pregnant. 
But it's like, all right, we got to have sex, like, how many days in a row? And, like, these are the days that we have to. And now it's like, all right, tell me in advance. I don't want you to, like, w- this is the day. Like, tell me three days beforehand so I know. Yeah, Joe, no more masturbating. Yeah, I know. Well, that was the thing. I jerked fucker. off that day. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you ruined. You like, what the fuck? Like, don't masturbate. I know. I didn't know that that was going to be the day that that happened. Wait. No, I, never thought masturb- I thought it was in the clear. What? Is it because you can't come if you masturbate? No, it's like we were talking last time. Is the, the you already fer- released the fertility the moon? The fertility clinic uh, was like, all right, if Joe, if he comes to uh, get checked, he can't masturbate or have oh, sex yeah. for like three or four days beforehand because we want the biggest sample possible. So I'm like, well, does that mean if we're trying to get pregnant, should I not be masturbating so we get the most the most sperm per you load? You're less splooge per Yeah, pump. that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, this wasn't the optimal load that was gonna that would have <laughs> been here had I known. Yeah, save your guys. Yeah, so it's like this month was a waste. You can't be you can't be sending all these troops to Cambodia when the Viet Cong are in Hanoi. Why do you have an accent when you say that? All right. <laughs> yes, yes, we can bomb Laos. <laughs> I like this bit. But coming to Hanoi. I'm listening. <laughs> That's all I am. It's a wonderful analogy. Yeah, it's very good. Beer me, Will. Can I have one of those hazy ones? Did you steal this beer? No. Of course. No, these aren't. Do you stolen. have the Roots beer, by the way? Roots beer? The one from Band of Bohemia? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, I haven't had it yet. I really didn't like it. Oh, okay. yeah, those beers that you sold, they're not good. Surprise, surprise. Will, you're out of line. And also, you're wearing Uggs. Those are the ones that I told you were not going to be good. The Uggs? No. Yeah, what is what is it you're wearing? Because that is... You're wearing Uggs. Uggs. What the fuck? You, you know how cold it is outside? They got like tassels. Where's are, are those your well, wife's? These, they are ladies' yeah. Uggs. Mm-hmm. Because, uh... Oh my god, you I, intersectional piece of garbage. I wanted the, uh, the tassels. You wanted They didn't them? have the... Fuck off. Men's. Honestly. Joe's more mad than me. He does not say anything. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> Mad slash jealous. Mm, sure. <laughs> I got Tim's, dude. Are those warm? They got sheepskin inside? They're warm as hell. I also got winter boots. I got some. I have some nice winter boots, too. Why are you wearing the lady Uggs? Because they're warm. All right. And comfy. Um, back to the bad beer that you had. Yeah. I told you it was going to be bad. <laughs> I still want to try it. I have it in my refrigerator. Yeah, those stouts—they get all creative and they suck. Dude, I'm not a stout guy. Yeah, I'm just not a stout guy. They're I bad. Like, just no, I like stouts and porters. Ugh. Yeah, I, I used sour, to like sour beers. I like sours. sour beers. I like. Uh, <clears throat> I just like a little bit of bitter in the beer. Um, I bought a nice case of Miller High Life the other day. A nice case. It was a, it was a good one. It was seven dollars mm. for twelve. Tight. That's good. That's super tight. But <laughs> <laughs> But you know like we drink you drink all these IPAs and sour beers that are like so flavorful and then you drink one of those and it's it's like that it sucks. That piss beer it taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is awful. Also like you once you start going in between, you, ABV starts to really matter cuz it's like if you get used to drinking like a nice IPA or whatever, and then you go to Miller uh, MGD or something. Yeah, what insert whatever. Not only does it taste much worse, but it has half as much alcohol. Yeah. So, like, 
now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm just drinking like fucking piss to get drunk slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to drink. I got to get a lot more piss down before I even change. When I used to, there's a brief period where I hung out with like Damon and Danny, where and they're the worst basement apartment I've ever been to. And every time we'd hang out, I was like, all right, we're just getting a 24 case and like the whole thing's gonna be gone. And like this was like every fucking night. Oh yeah, I almost totally. like the, the best move is to not um, to not drink nice beer because you just ruin it. Yeah, I kind of feel that about nice restaurants. Now I'm like, like I went to Eleven Madison Park last week. Uh, not even a week passes. I'm going to a sushi fucking place tomorrow. Two hundred and twenty dollars sushi meal tomorrow. Yeah, I remember that time where Max wasn't going to nice restaurants. That didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to Schwa, by the way. Yeah, we, we, you got to make we got to make a reservation. It's on talk now. I know, but we got to pick, pick a date and make a reservation. I think we should bring Rudy and his girlfriend. How many people are you talking about doing? You want to rent the whole restaurant out? <laughs> Twenty people. That's or cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Tight. I wonder if we could do that. I mean, if you can get 20 dude, people to if go. we could get. Imagine renting all of Schwa out and just like getting like a punch bowl full of meth. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fun. Okay, come on. I mean, I agree with everything except the meth. What do you mean except the meth? I the mean, meth's the whole thing. No, the rest of it is just <laughs> do the rest other, of it is the icing to the meth. Do other just a bunch of edibles in the middle. That's fine. Cocaine at least. Yeah. Cocaine. I would accept cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. I did some cocaine at work yesterday. Back on the cocaine. I took. I bought five dollars worth of cocaine. I did it because I was feeling bad. How much is five dollars worth? A Not bump? very much. It was like it was like a <clears throat> bump and a half, but it was nice quality cocaine. Mm-hmm. Busser. Is that the is that the same guy that you <laughs> bought by the weed from? No, I bought it from a busboy. Yeah, that's the guy. Oh no, Lennon Chacon. No, you bought the. Uh... <laughs> You're just giving out his name. Yeah, that other drug. He doesn't sell it. He sells weed though. He delivered it to my house the other day. What's that? That other drug. Uh... How do you spell that? Uh, L-E-N-I-N <laughs> What's his address? Do you, do you have his phone C- number? Well, I haven't finished with his name. Sure. Space. C-H-A-C-O-N. And what's his phone number? Uh, let me look that up for you. <laughs> so if you're in the market for pot and potentially $5 worth of blow. All right. One second while I find That's Lennon's. a good drug dealer, though. Like He's allowing great, you to spend $5. He's a very good drug dealer. I highly recommend mm-hmm. you. And if you'd like... To contact him for his services, his number is 773-996-1807. Once again, that's Lennon Chacon. He sells me weed. He's also sold me cocaine over the weekend for my brunch shift. And his number this. his number is <laughs> it's a 773-996-1807. Wonderful drug dealer. $35 an eighth for medical quality weed. That's true. You know, there's no Yelp for drug dealers. <laughs> that's that, 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 that's going to be a niche that comes up soon. There has to be, right? There's no Yelp for, like, who's who's well, actually trustworthy. What's going to happen is they're going to legalize I weed. know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Coke, you still have yeah, exactly. Yelp for you're Coke. Still, you're still going to have blow dealers. Can you Yelp for Coke? Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. About. Well, it's gonna be, How do you know gonna, which it's, is the... It's not going to be dealers. It's going to be dispensaries. Yeah, but I'm saying, what about for like no, Coke dealers, dealers. and oh, like meth dealers? You think they'll have a Yelp? There's got to be something, right? Five stars. Like, don't you you want to know that this guy is trustworthy? That you, you're comfortable entering his home, or that he's entering sure. your home? So and I, the stuff is good, right? So, what you just did for this guy, yeah, was a wonderful a great thing. thing, a yeah. great thing, <laughs> benevolent. Yeah. But here's the thing: if I'm able to use a service to find out 
all of the characteristics and uh, criteria surrounding no this adventure. drug dealer. Well, no. So is the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not smart. I know. They, <laughs> they won't know about it. But there's got to be some. There's got to be some way to fix. We'll just this hide a whole a- aggregator app from the police. <laughs> Put it on the dark web. Okay, the dark web is that mm-hmm. the Silk Road? Yeah, but I'm saying like a like a local Chicago variant. That was bad. Now my brother's going to call that guy, and he's going to become a cokehead. Please do. His name's Le- Lennon Chacon, <laughs> and his number is one second seven 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 three nine nine six one eight zero seven. He sells medical quality weed, thirty five for an eighth, sometimes fifty five for whatever twice an eighth is. Mm-hmm, that's nice. And a quarter. Uh, he, deli- he delivered. Who does it. that kind of math? He delivered it to my house the other day for five dollars extra charge after he was real fucked up off of a, at a Wiz Khalifa concert, and he did the most conspicuous drug deal I've ever been party to in my entire life. Which was? I mean, he basically he sped. He had me wait outside. He. Sped Bed up to my house. Did he throw it out the window? He stopped. He stopped in an instant, made a screeching <laughs> noise. Then he st- held his hand out the window with a bag, a giant bag of marijuana, and then uh, then I took it in the middle of nowhere under under the light of a street lamp, the only one in in on my black or whatever. And uh, then he uh, then he took my money and he drove off real fast. That sounds awesome. Did you have to get in his car? No, I would have preferred to have gotten into yeah, right. it. Yeah, full of it was full of juveniles. I see why you gave out his number. This, this sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's great, but it's really good weed. Mm-hmm. And delivery is oh, yeah for, for five bucks. Huge. Oh man, I mean, I usually get it at work, but he didn't have it at work. He's the same guy that sold you the Adderall. No, what was that drug you took at work? And you took too many Vivans. Vivans. But, well, I get Vivans from Shira. Um, Adderall by there's a couple bus boys that sell yeah, the it. Bus boy at work, and there's another guy who sells it sometimes. Sounds like an awesome place to work. I mean, everyone does drugs. Do you think that's how all workplaces are? A, a, lot, a lot of, of restaurants, restaurants are. A lot of restaurants. Yeah. Maybe I should start asking around work. Where do you work? At the car shop. That's actually not a restaurant. No, it's not. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Could be. There are a lot of illegal immigrants working there, though. It's kind of like a restaurant. <laughs> Is that bad? I mean, you're technically right. <laughs> you guys make rape jokes, and I can't make a legal immigration joke? The only rape joke is how you treat your wife. <laughs> no, the only joke is that she hasn't left him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I said didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out schwa. Yeah, we'll figure out Schwa. Um, I'll text Rudy was texting me about restaurants today, so maybe I'll I'll hit him up. Are you? I said in, we do. You're in Will, right? Yeah, I'm in. Is Amanda in? No. Maybe what we can do is we'll do like you and Becky, Rudy, his girlfriend, and then Will will be my date because he's the prettiest girl at the ball. Yes. What about like Gasper? Or are you doing the sushi instead? I mean, yeah, I guess I could ask Gasper. We could try to go over six. I mean, I don't know how to do that. Like, if you have to get, like, special whatever with them. Wait, is that a thing? You have to have even numbers when you make restaurant vis- reservations? Uh, I mean, we did. We, you can do odd there, but, like, every I table is for two. I, I mean, I'm sure they could do three people. Schwa doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, at, at Alinea, they're very strict, like, two or yes. four. Yeah, if you want huh. six, you need to make special accommodations. No five, no three, no one. If you want to go, if you want to go with three, you got to pay for four. Oh my god! Because they say they're selling the seats. It's true. That's weird, though. Make a three top. 
They, I mean, they don't have an issue selling out, so it's like their business. Yeah, Lenny is a show. Yeah, but you don't have to change the uh, the total number of seats. You just have to rearrange them a little bit. Well, imagine if you were Hamilton and everyone had to seat sit not in like theater rows, yeah. but at tables. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you what are you gonna do if a party of three comes in uh, and they ask for a four top table and uh, and Hamilton and Hamilton could easily sell that four top to someone else. Yep. What do you do? Do you say no? You guys can come for three, or do they say no? We're not going to lose that insane amount of money for something that we can easily accommodate. Yeah, you say no. I'll make a three top for you. <laughs> Seems pretty simple. I think you should run your own business. Yeah, I should. Mm-hmm. You know, that is something when you think about running your own business, you're like, yeah, fuck them. I'm not going to let people come for three. You yeah, know? but then you run your business like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever met like a small business owner? It's, it's so stressful. Oh, my God. It's like the hardest thing ever. I couldn't. Uh, ugh. So hard. So many things. Mm-hmm. Just like everything. Yeah. And it's all up to you. Well, and you wouldn't, you just don't think about all the shit that's going to go into it until you're in that. Especially like restaurant tours. That's like the hardest. We could get a table of eight. All right. Well, we got to figure out who those eight people are. Oh, shit. That'd be tight. Oh, also, I'm having a party. When? I don't know. It's going to be a Monday, probably. Where? My house. House party. Yeah. Is it like a bunch of comics, probably? Yeah. It'll just be my way of like easily saying bye to lots of people. Is that like the right before you go? It'll be pretty near. What is the date? April first. Oh, one month. Less than one month. Less than a month. Yeah. So like the twenty fifth. Something like that. Maybe even the week before. Did you get all that stuff taken care of? Twenty fifth is a Monday. Is it? Do you know that? Oh, I just had this conversation yesterday about oh. dates, so I remember. Uh yeah, it might be maybe the twenty fifth is a good option. Um, we don't know yet. We'll make it in the next few days. The okay. event. Um, yeah, you guys can come if you want. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I do like house parties though. Why would you not? You got pinball on Mondays. Yeah, I got pinball on Mondays. You wouldn't cancel that for my going away party. I'm canceling today. Why? You can do it tonight. Aren't you doing pinball after this? No, I canceled. Why? It's too much to do in a day. It's like work, this, and pinball. Is the issue. (laughs) What? A faggot. Oh my God, that was really uh, surprising that you called me that. I mean, I agree with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) You should have called me that when you noticed my Uggs, not when you noticed that I didn't want to do too many things. Yeah, but it makes it work better than you made it. (laughs) This is way gayer. No way. Yeah, go play pinball. (laughs) You can't play pinball and attend a party? No, well, well, the that, question, the question, the question was tonight today. is: You can't play pinball and oversee a, a podcast. podcast for an hour and a half. Yeah, because you might get tired. Because I don't feel like it. <laughs> That's too many things. No, I stay with Max on this. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, come on, you never want to do this podcast. I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. You would, <laughs> but like, you have this thing that like I want to go do pinball, and we've talked in the past. Like, oh, Mondays can work because you can do this, and then we can do this at five or whatever. Then go do pinball. Yeah, it, it works out fine. It doesn't though. It's just too many things. Work. That's two things. No, it's three because I got to work on Mondays, oh too. Oh, God. So I'm so sorry you have to have a fun day. I don't like fun days. <laughs> too much stuff. Too much stuff. Who enjoys enjoyment? Yeah. No. No. I know you don't, Joe, so you're on my side. I mean, side. I have I moments. Please. What are we going to do for our last episode? 
I don't know. I don't think we're going to have a last episode. Well, we're going to have an episode that's the last one. No, I think we're going to replace Max. <laughs> no, we're not. I like that. Yeah, and then when Max comes back, how, how long I'd are you I'd like gone? if you replace me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> six, six months, right? Um. Yeah. yeah. We're going to replace both of us, but I'm going to take your spot. <laughs> you know what would be really weird is if we started doing it when I came back. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Maybe. We're going to do – we're going to replace you – and then we're going to do a Skype episode. That could easily happen. That's and then when you come back, you can well, just no, come back I'm on the show. I'm ignoring Will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I listened to you. I, and I chose to disregard. Um, uh, it, what were we doing six months ago? This. Yeah. Has anything changed at all? Well, now you're going to Asia. But six months ago, like, I still wasn't doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. I was planning on going to Asia. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking about starting again. Stand up? Yes. Are you? Mm-hmm. I could tell. And that's what is, good. What does you that mean? could tell? I could tell. What How? does that mean? I could just tell that you guys weren't on the same wavelength. That Max was totally done with it and Joe was teetering on it. And he didn't really want to go off of it and now he's jumping back on. I don't know if I'd go that far. But I'm thinking about starting again. Good. Starting in what sense? I think you should. Like starting and just like finishing up an hour. Like kinda how I was planning on. I think you should fucking go for it. What does that mean? That means try. Well, that's what it would entail. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for real, try. Well, I ran into Tim. He was here. Tim for, McLaughlin? Yeah, he was here for Day Fest. Yeah. Uh, and then we he ended up doing the, the one-liner thing. Uh-huh. So we were hanging out there, and he was, like, talking to me, like, you should, you're too good to not do it. Uh, and then he told this the, the sweetest thing maybe anyone's done for me comedically just for no for, for no reason he's like you have four or five comedy central executives following you on twitter what? uh That's so weird. what what happened is he went with tom takar to record his comedy central half hour mm-hmm. and tim's just hanging out with the comedy central people and they're talking about chicago people they know and they're talking about sarah sherman and he's and tim's like talking me up as like i've taken on the road he's like the best writer is super fucking hard to follow you should look at this guy and so they all followed me on twitter and uh-huh. there was no reason for Tim to do that. There was no reason for Tim to tell me that happens. I don't even use my Twitter account. Yeah. It was just a super sweet thing that he did. And it's like, if he is going to go to the plate for me for that, for no reason like that, like, that's super sweet. And It, it made, is. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe I should, like, try again. And that's what you need, too. What? People like Tim. Sure. I yeah, got, for I got, sure. I got guys like Tim. Yeah. Good for you, Joe. That's awesome. I mean... My only plan was like, all right, let's see if I can just finish up this last 20 minutes or whatever and record an hour and just be and see if I want to keep going. But, like, do that. Because that's kind of what I thought I was going to do this year anyway. And then CYSK never got back to me. Does that mean you give up? That means it kind of let me off the hook. Like, when they didn't get back to me, I was upset but also relieved. Like, well, at least now I don't have to fucking try. Yeah. Well, just do something different. Mm-hmm. Not that thing. Because it, it, clearly that's you it, You wanted to get off the hook. So just... Just get a, get a, a different goal, because that's a lofty fucking goal. What An hour? Why I have like forty. I know, but still, it's like that's very 20, difficult to well, do. You say that, Joe. Twenty's not easy to write. Yeah, I know, but like, like how are, much have you struggled on three? I mean, sure. Although that was like, there's different eras of ability to write. Like the ability to write three minutes in the first couple of years is m- way more difficult than the ability to write three minutes now. Do you really think so? <laughs> Yes. I feel like your standards just get higher. Yeah, I agree with that too. But like right three minutes that like they work and they provide a firm enough um, framework for being able to build on. 
that's much easier to build now than it was. Oh, I haven't had that experience. It's much easier for me to like, all right, I found a good punch that I can maybe build on. It doesn't mean it's going to become like the full bit I wanted it to be, but it's like, all right, I it's got a good enough laugh for me to do it in front of a show, in front of an audience. So write some time. Thinking about it. <laughs> I started making notes yesterday for the first time, and I can't tell you how long. How'd that feel? Weird. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like, I pulled out my notebook twice hanging out with my sisters. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I pulled out my notebook. I used to pull it all the time. There's not a lot of <clears> humans <throat> that have been alive that understand the per- peculiar feeling of kind of getting out of stand-up, <clears throat> being in that pace of trying to take every thought you have and seeing and vetting it through a process of can this be a joke yeah i'll try it it probably doesn't work but i tried it anyways i'll move on to the next one but everyone i wanted to be great and then gradually slipping away from that letting it become normal that you're not in that and then rekindling it that's a very bizarre feeling yeah it feels very strange just to even think about it like i kind of wanted to go out to a mic last week and i had my buddies after magic not wanting to go to kuma's i probably would have gone to lottie's because that was my plan because it's not it wasn't far um but like the whole idea of starting again is terrifying and i don't it doesn't sound appealing <laughs> it's the reason to do it is i like, get something to do and i had someone like tim and then fencheck like were telling me how great they thought i was like that's just a vote of confidence it's like why would i not do something that people think i'm good at um but it's more like i should do fucking something and like pour myself into something because what am i doing now? you're probably at this point hoping to have a pregnancy yeah, although I'm very much on the fence about it. You're on the fence? Of course. Like, I want it. I absolutely do want like want her to get pregnant and for us to have a kid and for them to l- like me a lot. Uh, you want the kid to like you? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... That would be really tragic if, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, they're just like, yeah, all right. It's pretty yeah, easy if, to if get if them to like you. If they were as bored with me as everyone else is bored with me, <laughs> oh, that'd be, be the worst. funny dad. Oh, yeah, you'd love it, Joe. You'd be all worried. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I want that, but I'm also, like... It's similar with the CYSK not emailing you back. It's like, well, it kind of lets me off the hook of, like, putting my life together. You know what I mean? Like, I have to get my life together because if we're going to have a kid, I can't be a fuck-up. Whereas if we don't have a kid or if we're not able to have a kid, like, well, I guess I can just keep doing this. Nothing's stopping me. Like, I'm not happy, but I don't – who cares? I'm only fucking myself over. You know what I mean? Like, there's no – I have to do it. Yeah, but you're not not a fuck-up now. I feel like I'm – I verge on fuck-up. Mm, I don't know. It seems like you get your shit together. Who's, you have a, you have a girlfriend. It's hard to be a fuck up. And you're not in jail. Sure. Although I don't, I mean, Becky's very easy to get along with. <laughs> well, everyone who's in a long-term relationship has an easy time getting along with their fucking That's girlfriend. That's not true. You don't think so? Have you? I, it's absolutely not true. Yeah, I, I agree with Joe. I've known many people in like high stress relationships as like, yeah, we've been together twelve years. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and they a don't lot get of people. Them well, that's yeah. I mean, they don't sad. necessarily hate each other, but it's divorced. like it's like a high wire act all the time. And like, I mean, I got a buddy I play magic with. Like, I think he and his wife are doing mostly okay, but the perception is like she's got the the curlers in their hair and the rolling pin in her hand, like yelling at him when he wants to do shit. Yep, I know somebody like that. And it's not exactly like that, but it feels like that a lot where he's asking for her her for permission all the time when they don't have a kid. He's like, I want to go do this thing on Saturday. I got to check and make sure because, you know, if she's going to let me go do that. Like, it's that kind of vibe. Well, 
Check and make sure. It's not the same as like, hey, uh, do we have any plans? We had plans. It's like asking for permission to go. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like that. Had I not had my ex not broken up with me, that's exactly what our relationship would be like. Put some boots on that guy and punch him in the face. He had a heart attack. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. Probably slap some sense into him. Okay. Usually, usually in these circumstances, though, the the male is the one in the wrong. You know, like he just doesn't know how to like have that, a relationship. That specific situation Joe described feels like a very female on male dynamic. What do you mean? Well, I just feel like the the, the like, like it's hard for me to imagine a, a a boyfriend being like, "You have to ask permission." Oh yeah, you want to go out. You gotta ask me, and I'm probably gonna say no. That's like a '50s married guy cliche mentality, but yeah. it doesn't really exist anymore. But it's not. At least not mostly. It's probably not the woman that's saying you have to ask me before I go out. It's the man that in the past didn't mention anything about it, and then afterward she's pissed at him, like, "Hey, you didn't tell me about this." Oh, and I now he's... think infidelity is. I think that's a separate thing. No, no, no. The, I'm talking about the fat heart attack guy. Like he probably learned that he needs to ask because he was oblivious of her wants and needs. You know what I mean? And then like. Afterward, like she yells at him. Well, after yeah, like because he's he doesn't understand the relationship. So he was dynamics. asking for it. That's what Will say? <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't feel like I got my shit together just because I have a relationship. I didn't say that you had your shit together. I just said you, you literally said that. I said you weren't a fuck up. Well, I guess I did, but I. Just, <laughs> I, I but I mostly that you're not a fuck up. Okay. Because like a fuck up is somebody who fucks other people. I think you know what I mean. It's like people have to deal with you. I'm not. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm not think, saying that Joe is. There's a lot of very is, isolated fuck ups. No, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't impose my fucked upness on other people exactly. very and much. If you I think can, being a fuck up means like you failed, yeah, that you're a non-starter. That, that's what I mean. I still feel like one of those guys. Yeah, I feel like a fuck up is is a guy that's a burden to others. Well, you're attaching a lot to a yeah. broad phrase, but it's like because nobody's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's not a good thing to be, but I don't think that that. And Is I think it, yeah. that what you described may very well be a fuck up. Yeah. But I think that if someone could be like in just in the loose colloquial <clears throat> term set by something like fuck up, I think someone could not be that and also be like basically a fuck up, you know? Do you think Joe's a fuck up? No. Yeah, me neither. There you go, Joe. Well, You're that, not a fuck up. It's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> From a couple of fuck ups. Uh-huh. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying that, Joe, is so I think that I'm not a fuck up. Okay. Well, I mean, you you have a kid. Yeah. So it, does that make me not a fuck up? I mean, mostly, yeah. Kind of. No, I don't think so. Well, no. if I if, if, no a having it only parents. yes, there are plenty of bad parents, but like kids. he seems to like his kid and is there for yeah, her. The okay. Yeah. Like that's that's what you got to do, right? I mean, he's skipping pinball. <laughs> Because he's scared of having too much fun in one day. It's so true. But like you, you work, you have your financials together at least well enough, and like you guys have a plan. You're raising a kid, and you're doing a relatively, from what I can tell, okay job. Thanks, Joe. That was nice. I tried. To- I don't think that. <laughs> I think it's bad. I do not think it's gay. <laughs> uh, Max just became a shock jock. 
Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, one of the things, sometimes when I, I think about Joe's sadness, I think about love. Do you go on? Yeah. <laughs> do you love? Do you like? Do you know what love is? What are you do? What, what is happening right now? Do you Answer know what, the question, Max, Joe. Max, do you know what love is? I know what love is. Do you know what love is, Joe? I think so. <laughs> I feel very put on the spot right now. Do you? Do you guys see Lady Bird? Yes. No. Um, I don't think Joe would like it because it has a female lead. But um, <laughs> uh, at one point, Lady Bird's talking to a nun. And um, uh, she's talking about her relationship with her mother. And uh, she's like, my mom doesn't love me. She just pays attention to what I do. And then the nun's like, is that really that different from what love is? And how would you feel about that? I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm. That was basically what it is. You're just paying a lot of attention. You're very invested yeah, in paying you make attention someone to else, You make someone else important to you. That's mostly what it is. Yeah. It doesn't need to be complicated or mysterious. Mm-hmm. But it's... It's a rare thing, and it's a nice thing when it happens. Sure is. Why, <laughs> why do you ask, Will? Well, I think that that's uh, part of the success in life that makes you not a fuck-up. Sure. Is being able to love someone, whether it's your family or, you know, I feel like it's else. being able to feel fulfilled, and I don't. Yeah, I think you're putting too much pressure on the fulfillment like the 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 accomplishment of things but i'm like right there with you like as far as fulfillment and accomplishment i think that's a generational thing for us maybe i don't know about that like becky he's trying to get me to every time we'll have this conversation it's like I'm, you should volunteer like cuz she thinks you get things and i think that's true that people is get things out of volunteering true. but i said uh that's a legitimate thing to try but everything with me has always been about competition. Everything I've ever been interested in is like I want to do it because I want to prove myself. And I don't know how to prove myself as the best volunteer. <laughs> well, you, if, if well, you're you competing, be... oh, if, go ahead. If you're competing with the, th- the the you know us, your peers, you're winning because we're not volunteering and you are. I'm also not really working. <laughs> that's that's a struggle. <laughs> <clears throat> volunteering can't be done out of comp- it's like I know that's what I'm saying is like you you have to be it has to be benevolent otherwise it makes no sense do you don't think you don't think you could enjoy maybe benevolence? I mean I haven't really tried that, Why that not much. give it a shot I, I, it's probably worth you trying. should go to New York and you should try volunteering in New York no don't do it there okay <laughs> you should get a job uh well this editing thing uh either it's gonna pan out in the next two three months or it won't if it pans out it could be like a full-time thing if it doesn't, I'm going to have to figure something out entirely. Yeah, that, I, that that's where you're at, I think, the the job thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. Like, when yeah, I'm working, sure. I feel way better. Yeah. But if this Instagram thing, like, works out, this guy who's making videos for Instagram, uh, if this takes off, like, it, it keeps typing it up like it's going to, like, it'll be a full-time gig or close enough. Yeah. And that'll be good money. If it's not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, there was a two-week period where I was not working, and it was not great. You know, I've had like a three-year period where I'm not really working. You didn't work for three years? It's been like two. Um, oh, this is current. Yeah. <laughs> like it's been like two. Like I've had work. I'm able to pay bills, but it's like it's barely working. You also have a ton of money. Uh, but I burned through a lot of it. 
You did? I mean, uh, I would have an extra 30 or so now if I didn't, if I was working in this time, not to mention what I would have had having been working. Like, at, at above that 30. Like, I lived off of my savings the last couple of years, mostly. And then um, uh, the little money I got from my grandma dying pushed me back up. The little money I got from my mom dying uh, pushed me back up to be like, well, my accounts are where they should be. But I haven't, like, dug into, like, the the big chunk I have that's mostly in the market ever, and I don't want to touch that. But my, like, Chase accounts, like, oh, they could have been way higher had I, like, just kept working a decent. Like, I used to make, like, 70 a year. Huh. And then I left that place because they were treating me poorly. <clears throat> where was that? The place where I was doing the Chevy ads. Oh. I was doing Chevy ads with Ken and Taze. That's one of your bits. Yeah, I have a bit where I talk about that. That's a good bit. Thanks, man. You uh, couldn't go back to something like that? Uh, I could try to find new clients. And I reached out to one of the guys who worked there just, uh, one, because he had brain cancer. And I wanted to reach out to him. Uh, he's better now, too, because I wanted better copies of the the ads, the 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 QuickTime files to put on my reel. Uh, I'm like, he can get them for me. I just reached out to him just to talk. He's like, oh, we're doing the a party thing for what? I, maybe it was the end of the year or whatever. Do you want to come? And I'm like, I don't think they want me there. And he's like, no, I'll be fine. And then he called me back. He's like, yeah, they don't want you to come. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I burned that bridge with him, which is fine. I pretty much intended to do that. But, like, finding clients like that where it's like, oh, we'll pay you, you know, 500 a day and there will be plenty of work. It's just we'll work you to death. Like, yeah, it's not super easy to find that. Like, you could, I could probably find it if I really hustled for it. But, like, that place fucking sucked. That was, like, working 12, 14-hour days and then they would yell at me when I walk, I walk in at 9.15, like, the next day after working 14 hours. Mm. Yeah, that's really, it. Was really fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. What about just like a, a a job that you you don't really have to try at, and it's just like uh, somewhere to go? You probably won't, you mean not for money's sake? <clears throat> yeah, not necessarily for money, just for something to do. Like structure. You're talking about this podcast? No, no. This is once a week. You need every day. This shit. Hey, you could you could get a busboy job. I, I'm with Max. <laughs> Get a busboy job? Yeah, you know, something like that. I mean, I'm not saying that minimal, but, you know, something that you know that you could do. I mean, I thought about that. Uh, I thought about, like, could I, should I just go get a job somewhere? Yeah. Uh, but my thought process was, okay, I especially if we're trying to have a kid, like, I need to make decent money. Like, I can't just scrape by. I'm not – I can't just make 25 grand. I got to make, like, good money that I can, like – raise a child on and like give them what i want to give them yeah 25 grand is a lot more than zero <laughs> significantly yeah now, i don't make zero now like i that's around what i make now but like if i walk away from this because it's not going anywhere or it's dying like what am i going to start with if i go work at a restaurant or a store like they're not going to start here's your 70 grand a year that's not how it works you start at the fucking bottom yep and i have no skills other than this area like i can write i can do video work like that's applicable, but, like, if I want to do something totally different, like, that doesn't really apply why at not, all. Why not get a job and then in, <clears throat> spend a little bit of time a day pursuing video editing work that could pay more? Like, what's the benefit of doing nothing? Uh, being able to – can you come in tomorrow? Yes. For your current thing? For editing, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, like, can you come in tomorrow? There's clients coming in in the morning. Oh. And it's like, well, if I had a job, like – can't yeah like that would go away and that was a bigger issue in the past when like i was working 10 to 15 days a month versus now it's like two to three days a month unless this thing works out 
in the past, like that was a big issue. It was like, I can't take a full-time gig because I have this and this is enough to, and it could grow that like, I can't lose it. And it's too nice of a situation. So getting a real job would like, would, I would have to just walk away. Huh. And like, I'm okay with that. If this, that's why if this thing doesn't work out with this Instagram guy, like I'm going to try to do something totally different. That's why I'm like looking at day trading and seeing if I can get good at that. I know somebody who did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm smart enough to figure it out, but it could take a while to figure it out and get good at it. Yeah, it's pretty risky, too. Oh, it's entirely risky, and it's very intimidating. For sure. Yeah. But there are people who do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just, like, little gains here and there all yeah, the time. You're not trying to make... I'm not trying to make 10 grand today. I'm just trying to, like, make a couple hundred bucks move on. Yeah. Yeah. Doable, too. Oh, it's entirely doable. Mm-hmm. It's just very intimidating. You gotta have that. You gotta have that uh, startup capital that you're willing to kind of I mean, throw I, down the throw it down the drain. I mean, I do. Yeah, I just don't want to lose it. Yeah, that's. You have, you have, and you have to move it around. Yeah, you got to trade like every. Like, the whole thing is like you're trading. You might only hold a position for like twenty minutes. But I mean, you're not. You're not. You're liquid. You're keeping everything pretty liquid. Uh, that you're planning on trading, yes. You don't have to keep your entire portfolio liquid. Like, I can keep my Apple stock. Right. And just use, like, the cash I have to invest in, like, day trade. Like, those are two different things. But wouldn't you benefit if you just took everything and started day trading with it? It's just more risky. It's way more risky, but, the like, that's where the risk-reward is. Like, mm-hmm. if you invest two grand today, you might only make $200. Or if that's a big gain, you might only make $50. But if you invested twenty grand. That could be five hundred dollars, right? Or and zero. Sure, and you could lose three grand. Like that's why that's the risk of that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if you had like, if you were to theoretically invest a hundred grand and like trade a day with a hundred grand, you could easily make a, a grand a day if you knew what you were doing. And yeah. it wouldn't it would be very it wouldn't be very easy. But be, it just has to go up like one tenth of one percent. Done. Here, there's my thousand. Yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, it would be, but it would be very intense. Yeah. And it would be a lot of sitting and just like looking at graphs all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I could, just the way you described that made it seem very appealing. <laughs> well, like I looked into it for a couple of days. Like I watched some YouTube videos and I, through my Schwab account, I could download like a, like a tracker, the one where like it has all the graphs. Yeah. And like, all right, can I get, make any sense of this? And like, I started to understand the basics, but it's just like you looking at a graph and like maybe following like a news feed, and you're just doing that from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Why does it take that long? That's the how long the market's open. So you're just looking for trends all day. Well, that kind of sucks. So it, different people. Although I could still see myself getting into it. Like people do it differently. Like those are guys who are just looking. At, like a lot of these guys are just doing like fucking penny stocks. Hmm. Just because you can buy more volume. Uh, and they're they don't care what it is. They are trading based on the graph. So they are looking for, all right, when does this price break out beyond its normal trends? That's when you buy. Hmm. They're just looking at numbers. Whereas other people, that's described the way you trade to me, is you just become an expert on like three companies. And you know exactly what they're worth and what they should be trading at. And when they're below that, you buy. When they're above it, you sell. That's all you do. Hmm. So if something's worth should be worth 10 and it's worth 9.5, buy. Sell it at 10.5. That's all you're doing. So those are two different strategies. But, like, the graph guys, they just look at the graphs all fucking day. And they'll stop at, like, two. They don't trade necessarily if they're, none of them break out the way they want them to. But they start looking at eight or whenever the market opens, depending where you live. And by, like, two o'clock in the afternoon, they'll know whether or not they're going to be buying. 
but they're just looking at graphs. And like that seems like you got to be fucking kidding me. Like that seems like it'd be really terrible. I mean, you got to be addicted to it. Yeah, you got to be addicted to the money of it for sh- at, l- at the very least. I mean, talk about not being fulfilled. Like you're not doing anything. You're yeah. just you're just betting. That's exactly you're what you're doing. Informed bets. But it's very. I, it feels like it's easy to feel fulfilled when it's like, man, look how much fucking money I made. Do you think? Maybe I like to think that because I get intimidated by people who make oh, way more money than me. I don't know about you. What do you mean you get intimidated by them? Like I feel inadequate. And stupid and a fuck up. Like when I'm around my cousins and like they're doing well, like they're making six figures or high five or something like that. It's like fuck. I haven't. I don't feel like that around those people. I feel like dog shit. Mm. I feel embarrassed because like I'm at least as smart as them and I'm doing nothing. I just don't think money is that much of a metric. Why not? Um, because I think when you have it, it doesn't provide you with what you think it will. So I think it's a farce. It provides comfort. Sure. And but nice I things. have comfort. What are the nice... Well, those, those are two very separate things. Sure. It provides, like, a nice home and stability and, like, oh, I can send my kid to college and never worry about having to pay for it and medical care is not an issue. All those things. Yeah, I just think uh, that's available to people after a certain bracket and people are concerned with being way above that bracket. Oh, I know there was that study where it's like they say something like 70-ish is like peak happiness. Yeah. Anything beyond that is just like you don't – it doesn't make much of a difference to people. Right. And I'm not even referring to that, but I think that that definitely factors in. But I just think – I don't know. I mean I I experienced in one year making four times as much money as I was making the year before that. Mm -hmm. And that's like – you know – statistically that's a monumental shift given the bracket i'm currently in like if i if i went from making two hundred thousand dollars a year to eight hundred thousand dollars a year well of course that's more money and i could get a more expensive boat but it's it's easier to understand that that probably wouldn't do that much but if you go from making fucking like nine thousand dollars a year to like four times that yeah that's a monumental shift to your lifestyle mm-hmm. which i experienced as bluntly as possible and i felt the exact same so to me that makes it think that like the how you feel has so much less to do with how much money you have than everything i've ever been led to believe and i experienced it firsthand are you sure you're jewish <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was, I, was I just I don't buy it. I, I think it's I think it's a it's a fallacy. I'm not saying that like oh wealthy people are happier. And I I hear what you're saying. It's my feeling of inadequacy about not making money. Well, th- that experience amongst others, but that is the most primary one, makes totally totally precludes the the. There's no way I'm going to feel inadequate amongst someone who's rich. I just think they're another guy. Feel the same way. It's like a Stephen King thing. It's like, it's just, you know, they're different and that's rarefied, but they still have you still they they have the same chemicals floating through their brain that like is going to normalize to whatever it is they have, and they're going to be like, well, this fucking suck. Like the amount of times they say this fucking sucks is going to stay the same no matter how much money you have, and the amount of times you're like, oh, this is nice, are going to stay the same. You don't get envious of the idea that there are people living. Uh, just fancier lives sure i do but i at the same time 
I kind of, I, I truly believe that that's a false envy. Because the disparity between you enjoying something and them enjoying something is virtually non-existent. Yeah. I think those things are far more, far less uh, <clears throat> fundamental to our capacity to enjoy life than we think they are. Okay. You think you think you would be uh, you'd be in a different mindset. Let's say you you were very wealthy and you worked a lot, mm-hmm. but you didn't have Becky. Right. I actually think that's a good point, despite the fact that Will said it. <laughs> that's like that's like the thing, you know. That's what we're talking about. Love. It's everything. Well, now I'm getting away from it. It's all. 